What's up, y'all? It's your host, Sensei NK, and we're back again with another episode. I'm not with my co-host, but I'm with a very special guest. Y'all might recognize his voice from far, one of the first few episodes, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit lighter. It was a little bit higher pitch. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. He has a nice, grown adult voice that's coming in now. Yeah, it's a yeah, great yeah. time. <laughs> I'm speaking with a longtime friend, um... One of the youngins growing up, he's a musician, editor, podcaster, um, extravaganza, all the extra words to put uh, in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Who am I with, man? Joe Mason the Third, man. Joe Mason the Third. I'm here from Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. You know Minneapolis rep and all that. Uh, of course, of yeah. course. I'm here. Most definitely, definitely. How you been, my boy? I've been great. I've been blessed, man. Very, mm. very blessed. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. How? What's the difference between you now and we talked? Like, what was it, three years ago? Three, Two four years? years ago. Yeah. Man, just a bunch of experiences, a lot more wisdom, a lot more knowledge, you know, got to, had, had to go through a lot more trial and error. So, you know, I, I just think we're stronger mentally, um, you know, physically, you know, we, we, we bulked up a little bit, you know. Okay, okay, I you feel know? it, I feel it. Well, wait, so you start tell me you've been through a lot of stuff these past three years? Three, four years, 100%. 100%. Okay, um, let's speak on the, the mental aspect. Do you think you were, in a sense, forced to put your mindsets for the greater good? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, the whole world had to, you know, go through some stuff mentally, you know, mm-hmm. going through, was still being in a pandemic, you know, a global pandemic. I think that forced us to kind of do a lot of self-reflection, looking at ourselves, you know, we had to, we had to spend a lot of t- time alone, you know, mm-hmm. within uh, isolation. So I think um, everybody's kind of grown, you know, mentally in that sense as well. But for me personally, um, you know, I, I had to, I graduated high school, you know what I'm saying? I'm in college now, I'm a freshman. So I think I've just learned a lot throughout the years, you know, how to handle a lot of different things, you know, how to approach a lot of different things, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. speaking on the loneliness part, um, one thing that I've noticed is people have been forced to go into this seclusion, isolation, right? And yeah. two things could happen. Two things happened, right? One of them, people got engulfed in this isolation, and it really messed with their mental health mm. because of we are all, we all are social creatures, and being forced to stay away from other people is very detrimental to the person's brain, 100%. especially going through a a formative years like high school, because those are like the I think it's from the ages of like fifteen to like eighteen. That's when you figure out who you. Not even who you are, but who you idealistically want to be. You feel like exactly. it's not who you will be, but you feel like you're striving towards a more greater, boastful type of person. That's the yeah. that's like the goal mm-hmm. to gain that self-pride. 100%. And a lot of people losing that time is very detrimental to their to their mentality and their mental health and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that went into this isolation and leaned into it. Yeah. That really enjoyed it. 100%. In a, in a sense. Exactly. And do you believe that you might fall into the later cap? Uh, yeah, I think I think definitely at first. Um, because my story is actually really interesting. So okay. when the pandemic first broke out, uh, I had actually went to Liberia for the first time. So I left the country. I left the country maybe like the first week of March maybe, right? Okay. Um, and then so... After staying in Liberia for maybe a week and like two days, that's when you know the world is on shutdown. Donald Trump was talking about shutting down the borders, so I had to fly right back, 
And so pretty much like when I first came back, everything, the way how I left my, my hometown, the way how I left the whole world was completely different. So like, I'm going crazy. I'm like, man, is this like a movie that I'm in right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> when I was here, like, er, like I'm seeing cars on the road. Like, I'm seeing everything being, like, normal. Mm-hmm. And by the time I came back, there was no cars at all on, on the highways. I mean, you couldn't even go to the grocery store. You know, everybody's scared for their lives. So even for me, it's like I was such a social bird. I just wanted to get outside and go, like, hang out with my friends or just go to the church and play drums and just, like, simple things like that was not possible to even go to church, you know, was not a thing. So I was going crazy. Like, I was losing my mind. But as time progressed, you know, I started to adapt and assimilate to what was going on and to my environment. And I just had to look, um, you know, from a self-reflection standpoint, like, okay, how can I grow within this time? You know, what can I actually do to better myself within this time? You know, Um, I can't keep crying about, you know, not being able to go outside. So that's when I really honed in a lot of my skills. I started practicing keyboard a lot more started doing some meditation, mm-hmm. um, fell in love with Erica Badu, you know, and okay. she really helped me throughout that journey. And I had to have some tough conversations with some people and, you know, try to have to fix some relationships. So I had to I just had to do a lot of self reflection and, you know, take that step, you know, as a as a as a man now, you know, and just try to figure out some things in my life. So mm-hmm. yeah. What did about um, I feel like being black, you have to consciously actually if you're black and you have the resources of someone that comes from a better background, right? You're forced to look at society as a whole and realize that you're still part of the, part of a community that does have less. So you're forced to, in a sense, put everything on your back for the betterment of everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. And it comes to like a sense where you're always doing this and that and this and that. Because of you have the type of capabilities to do so much and you're also forced to see everything, right? Mm-hmm. So now you actually have a list of things that you have to like accomplish and do. And it's kind of not that it's weird, but it's kind of detrimental, I feel, to be always on the go. Yeah, um, I could allude to that too. Uh I'm I'm currently in that stage right now with mm-hmm. um trying to balance, you know, moderation is the word, you know, that we're looking for here. Mm-hmm. Still trying to balance, you know, with trying to, you know, strive and be am- ambitious and, you know, try to provide for your family and just try to accomplish all those goals. But also, you know, give yourself that time for yourself to just relax, you know, or just even appreciate some of the things that you've done, like some of the accomplishments that you, accomplishments that you've already had. Yeah, you that's know, true. so I'm I'm going through that, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find myself, you know, having gigs here, then doing school and then doing the podcast. And it's just like all these other things that surrounding it, you know, um, you know, managing a band, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's just so much, you know. So it's like sometimes I get overwhelmed. But at the end of the day, it's like, OK, sometimes my mom will talk to me or like, you know, a friend will talk to me. like, All right, man, let's let's do this or let's chill today. So I'm still working on that. That's oh, something cool. I'm still figuring out. But it's like you just have to be aware of what's happening. You have to like now. OK, I know that I'll be overworking myself, you know, and that's just how I'm I'm built, you know. Um, being in a single family home, being seeing, being with a single mother, rather, you know, seeing my mom have to work, you know, do multiple jobs at the same time. It's just like she's already set the standard. So it's like I, I got to do the most. It's naturally in me to be a hustler. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. So things like that. But, you know, it keeps me grounded. Definitely. Think. Um, there is something about seeing it firsthand that makes you think that it's an OK thing to do. And not that it's OK. It's a thing that you must do. That is like a duty as you as a man to put all this pressure on yourself to make the betterment of everybody else. Uh-huh. And kind of speaking on the thing that we were talking about before, I feel like the people that broke during COVID, 
they, hmm, what's the best way that I could put it? Being forced to limit themselves and go into isolation to really work on their craft and not always having fun mm-hmm. are the t- type of people that, best way for me to put it, um, there was never a need to do those type of things. There wasn't, there was never a need to truly push yourself mm-hmm. in that type of direction to work obnoxiously hard into one point. Mm-hmm. But honestly, but to think of it from the other side, maybe that them going out and them having fun was the only thing that was keeping them going. And then once you remove that one fun thing that you did have from your life, it did make a lot of people spiral out. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I feel like, you know, it always has to, there has to be a balance with anything mm. that we do. Um, there can't, you can't have too much fun. You can't overwork yourself. There always has to be that that moderation key. And I feel like more than anything, like we said, COVID, you know, it really made us, you know, have to understand, appreciate solitude and actually understand what that is, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I, just being alone in isolation, you have to look at yourself. You can't lie to yourself. You see all the good and you see the ugly. So that's where you have to do all the self-reflection. And that's very hard. A lot of people can't do that yet, you know what I'm saying? Why do you think that is? Um, It's because, I mean... I would say, okay, I would say that I have a couple of reasons or some things that I think the mm-hmm. reason can be. Some theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some theories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with social media now, it's like we always are looking at other people's lives. We're looking at what – there's a standard of what life should be like or we're looking at other people's lives like, oh, that how life should be like or that's what, what things should be like. And we place our perception on what life should be like through other other lenses. So when it comes down to us, it's like – we don't even know how we should live because we've been copy like we've been copying others and not living our lives, you know, mm-hmm. the way we want to live it. So once that happens and like everybody's shut down and not much is going on, it's like, okay, what do I do now? You Low- know? Loki, that does bring uh bring up this one idea that I was thinking about. Um the reason why we hang out with people is because of it highlights who we are. Like you it's the same way as, like, looking at a mirror. You don't know what you look like without a mirror. Mm-hmm. You only know how you look like because of other people are giving you reactions to what you look like. Mm, that's interesting. That's so, I kind of, I learned this is a point that was in one of my philosophy, not philosophy, uh, psychology classes, where, like, people don't know who they are without the other person. And, like, the only way we know that we exist is because of other people acknowledge that we do exist, right? 100%. No, exactly. So it brings to this problem of when we were in isolation, the things that we would like to do, we weren't doing it. The, the type of activities that we were doing, we stopped doing it. The type of people we were talking to, it started slowing down in conversation. Exactly. And I feel like people start to lose themselves in that aspect. And you also get to figure out who your true friends are within that time because if you're not partying all the time, you know, and everybody's kind of gone. It's like, okay, you see the people that are actually contacting you and, and asking about you, how you're doing, your well-being every single day. So it's just like a lot of thing, a lot of realization that struck at that point, I would say mm-hmm. definitely. Um, for you, I would ask like, and I'm just going to kind of shift this right now a little bit. Um, with you being right where you are now at this day and age, you're a junior in high school, I mean in college rather, mm-hmm. you know. How do you think you've been kind of helping yourself as far as like self-care you're still trying to be super ambitious about what you're trying to do because, like, you're getting more into, like, you know, your degree or whatever you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. How do you think you've been kind of moderating with, like, the grind and just, like, still being able to take care of yourself and, like, still be able to have fun and, you know? Um. See, one thing that I realized about myself is I had a perpetual... Um, perpetual? 
Perpetual. Mm. Yeah. Ah, yes, that, that way. Yes, yes, I got you. I had a tendency to value the experience over the grind. So, for example, people will say things like, oh, take that vacation. Oh, quit that job. Go do this. Go right. have fun. Because right. you'll never not get, you'll never lose those experiences that you just had. Mm-hmm. Right? And I felt like in the beginning of my college, um, Adventure, we will say. God damn, wasted so much money. But uh, <laughs> in our college, in my college adventure, I had a tendency to not value it to the level that I should, and I'm recognizing it now how much it did. It is, in a sense, holding me back to the type of things that I could be accomplishing mm. uh, at this moment if I were to take things more serious. Exactly. So, the so for what I'm doing right now, I'm really going into my ambitions, like mm-hmm. really diving into this isolation to create a, a world for me in three years that I am proud to have. Okay. Right? 100%. Because of the thing about uh, college is, is it could, e- it could either set you off the tra- a trajectory to do crazy things, but if you don't use it correctly, it could put you down on on a downward spiral because of you're not at the place that you should be right. with the degree that you have. And exactly. worst case scenario, that's how people end up working like a job, like being a barista, mm-hmm. but they have like a master's degree in like yeah. social yeah. sociology yeah. Exactly. or some, some exactly. like that. Right. So yeah, I've really moved into this like a genuine grind mode yeah. because like I was grinding before, but it wasn't as focused exactly as it really yeah, should exactly. have been it was just like here and there not really consistent and disciplined exactly, and, exactly. Uh, i think it's important that you allude to that because uh, right now if, if anybody knows i'm a freshman right now in college so this mm-hmm. is my first year and i've actually been i've gotten the opposite side so i've been looking at it from the perspective like a lot of my homies is like bro you're not you're depriving yourself out of that experience and i talk about it on one of my episodes that i did i think it was like the uh the fifth episode that i did i, I, I call it purpose versus passion mm-hmm. um and I talk about in that time is like I I found myself like really like isolating myself from like my whole campus like my whole college friend group like everything I wasn't going to parties I'll just be in my room be in my dorm or like not even in my dorm all the time but I just do what I need to do go to co- classes play drums for a little bit and be in my dorm and that's mm-hmm. about it like you know what I'm saying on the weekends I got church I got rehearsals so y'all not really seeing me so within that time it's like as things kept going on it's like okay wait, I'm not even, like, enjoying college, like, the way I'm supposed to, right? Like, I'm so caught up doing what I'm doing, like, you know, with my day-to-day life. It's like, I'm not experiencing what everybody's, like, you know, what college is. Because everybody's like, oh, I mean, college, bro, is going to be the best four years of your life, you know what I'm saying? Like, off the chain with the experiences. So, like, I've been feeling like I've been depriving myself from that. But at the same time, it's like, I know right now I'm, like, I'm super focused, like, laser focused on my goals and, like, my ambitions. So it's like... See, the the idea of college is supposed to be the best time of your life is, is true in theory. Right. So, I was thinking about this. College is the best time of your life when you're able to part, have all the parties get drunk, damn, like three to four times a week, 100%. doing this and that, yeah. and still doing school, having, doing all these, having all these friends, exactly, being right. promiscuous, all those type of things. But the thing is, after that point... 
you're you're shipped into this nine to five, uh-huh. and you are bored in this nine to five. Uh-huh. So if you don't want this nine to five, you have to do something different than everybody else. Because if you're doing what everybody else is, you you're gonna the same results. you're gonna end up in that nine to five. Hundred percent. So being forcing yourself to work super hard to create because in a sense you want to be an artist or I want to be a man. I want to be the next the next. Joe Mason the third, the next Dame Dash or what? I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of ambitions, man. I, like mm-hmm. you know, with music, with with, with mm-hmm. business, you know. I just wanna, I just wanna be my own boss at the end of the day. I mm-hmm. know that for sure. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to get up every morning and do something that I love to do, that see, I genuinely love to do. See, doing doing what you what what you're doing, you could end up making a soundtrack to a movie and making 400k from doing something like that. And they don't even need to use the sound, dude. Yeah. As long as they just buy it off you. That type of job is not what everybody that's ending up being like a, even a, a, is there a music major? Is that a thing? Yeah, 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 there is. There is a music major. Yeah. yeah. Someone that's being a music major. Yeah. Is, there's just different things you're going to need to do to yeah. accomplish yeah. that end goal. 100%. So, yeah. Mm, yeah, that's, not, that's, that's, that's dope, man. That's dope to hear. And uh, I think as we keep going, it's just like, I think, like you said, um, it's understanding that, you know, like, Everybody's path is different, but you know, if you want, if you want a certain life, if you want to live a certain way, it's like you're gonna have to put in the work differently. You can't be like everybody else. You mm-hmm. have to be, you know, one of one. And I'm, I'm getting to understand that now. Like a lot of people, like bro, you be working like crazy, man. Like you be, you be wilding. But it's just like good. You know, That's the point. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like it's, it's what I love to do, man. So, oh god. And you know, um, I, I see you with your podcast. I see you with all the other things that you do. Like you know, I just want to say right now, I appreciate it because you know. It's also a drive, you know, for me, you know, mm-hmm. when, when me first started my podcast, I know, I told you we shouted you out on the second episode, we was mm-hmm. like, man, the, you know, uh, the Dojo podcast, man, that's that's something that's been starting, you know, and you've been, you've been, you know, you've been, you've been setting your own path, you know, ever since a, a mm-hmm. youngin' as well, so I appreciate you for that. So. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm not at the point that I want, that I need to be to be receiving praise, so hold the praise for just hey, now. Hold hey, it for you now. have to, hold I feel like now. you have to appreciate um, every... Every moment of your journey, though, I feel mm-hmm. like that's something also that I'm trying to learn too, or I'm figuring out now. It's like enjoying every part the good, the bad, the ugly, because even the times where it's just like, bro, like I don't feel like I'm doing this much, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm accomplishing or I'm not where I'm supposed to be. It's just like you're gonna look back when you're actually over there. It's like, oh, but like I was having so much fun, I was doing, you know, I was still doing something. So it's like mm-hmm. just being in the moment, being present is something I'm also working on, you know, with every any aspect of my journey that I'm on, you know, so. 100%. Of course. But speaking on being one-on-one, the music you make. Okay, how did you, um, where are you in your career on making music? Oh, my god! Like, what's some of, like, the coolest people that you've recorded with, played with, things like that? Um, okay, so I think, bro, this is, this is fire that we're getting into this, because, um, actually, my band right now, Gifted Hands, uh, band, if mm-hmm. anybody knows, uh, we're actually in the process of, uh, releasing our first EP. Okay. So um, that's something that we've been working on for the last couple of... We've been working on this for, like, the last year and a half, two years, ever since we really started, to be honest. Um, but some of the fire artists that I've worked out, or worked with or fire musicians that I've worked with, you already know one, David Smith. Um, mm. David Smith is killing the that's game. The he's boy, worked, he's the worked with SZA, or he's produced or arranged music for SZA, Jasmine Sullivan, Javante Patton. Um, so he's a killing phenomenal uh, musician. Bag. Yeah, so uh, he's and he's at the U of M right now. So that's one of my homies. I love him. He played at my grad party too um, okay. over the summer. And then L A Buckner, 
L.A. Buckner is actually my mentor. He's another drummer um, out in the, in the Twin Cities. And his album was actually, he, it topped the jazz charts. Um, and he, he released it last August. It's called Big Homie. Um, it's on all stream, uh, streaming platforms. And his name, once again, is L.A. Buckner. Um, so he's a phenomenal artist and a musician. And he's a really great friend of mine. Jalen Spencer, um, just a, a lot of guys. If I name all of them right now, it's, it's good. we're going to be here all day. But no, no, 100%. So it's like um, those are phenomenal people that's all helped me on my journey. Mm-hmm. And right now, even like uh, at the being at the point that I want to release my music or, you know, my, my first EP or something is, is something that's very special. It's something I'm very proud of because I feel like for me, I've always held off on releasing my own music. And I know a lot of other musicians feel like this because it's like... Um, Sometimes even as musicians, we, we're, we're so fixated or like our job is literally to create and make other people sound better, like make other artists sound super great mm-hmm. that we don't even have the time to kind of sit down and focus on what we want to do as artists, you know, as our, our own, you know, entity and have our own sound. So and for me, it's also about the quality. I don't want to just release just because everybody else is releasing. I, when I release, I want it to be something that's going to, you know, be a representation of all my values, all my experiences, everything that I, you know, that I'm about. So mm-hmm. I think that's um, that's what this next EP is going to be. Um, so, yeah, y'all please stay in tune for that. Y'all can follow us on, on IG at Gifted Hands Band Official. We are on YouTube as well. And, yeah, so 100%. Of course, of course, of course. That last point you, you made where it, it needs to be near or at perfection before you drop, I feel like that is a thing that, harms a lot of artists because oh, they end up just holding 100% and 100%. there's a there's one of the problems with just holding your music especially when you're not big no one is really waiting for no, no it. exactly not, not at all not at all but in the same sense it's like it's not even more so um and I was talking about this last night it's not even more so it's like oh it's like so I can get the validation from my peers or whoever else at this point it's like I know when I drop music, what even when I do my podcast or anything else, I was talking about this yesterday because I just released an episode on my podcast, Elevator Meditate podcast. It was a love, it was a love and relationship episode, so it was really cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, we need to touch on that one. Yeah. I was listening to, I was listening to it, yeah. and the one, the one lady was her takes were kind of wild. But yeah, continue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, honestly, um, it's more so about me being content with mm-hmm. my music. So like when I drop it at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter because I know. I love it. I love it. And this this rep, this is what represents me. So that's what I've been on more so of. So it's like, you know, and it's, this is my first time doing it too. So this is going to be my baby, my, 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 literally my first project. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure it's, it's to the point, but it's, it's going to come out, man. Y'all going to mm-hmm. see it soon. So it's not going to be one of those things where it's in the vaults for years. No, a hundred percent. It's going to yeah. come out. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's just something that's super precious as well. So yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Cause of, I bring that up. Cause one of my homeboys, he's, he's doing jokes. He's doing jokes. He, he also, <laughs> so he made a, one of our, our graduation song where like, our school was gonna was po- like they were also co-signing it like they were playing it at, while we were walking out. Wow! But he ended up just not posting posting oh it. Oh my god! <laughs> and he, <laughs> bro has like forty songs. Wow! He has like forty songs. Wow! Didn't post a single one wow. of them. Wow. And I'm, I think to myself is how many artists are the next big thing, but they just won't hit that send button. So so many so many. So many, man. Do you and feel like people are just, um, they're downplaying themselves because of subconsciously they feel like it's 
it will not get the recogni- the recognition that it really deserves. Yeah, and I mean, bro, this is such a hard thing for me because when you really think about it, I feel like even with the social media age, bro, there's so much music, there's so much out there, right? Mm-hmm. Literally anybody can go right now, start creating a beat, post it on this show kid, you know, put it on all streaming platforms, boom, they're a musician. Mm-hmm. That easy. Literally anybody can do it, you know what I'm saying? And then it becomes a thing, too, where it's like, okay, if you have a little bit of clout, right, and you post your music and, you know what I'm saying, like, I, okay, I'll just say I feel like the quality of good music is, the standards is, is lowering from what it used to be in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, early 2000s, because it's just so, it's, it's more accessible to everybody, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it, I've had this conversation with a lot of my homies, with a lot of musician homies, right? If you, if anybody can literally set up, uh, a microphone and like sing today and like literally post it you know what i'm saying people more that's more ears like just hearing a lot more stuff mm-hmm. you know in general so i feel like going back to your question though i feel like going back to your question because i'm kind of going getting off it's like with that being said a lot of people are going to be overlooked a lot of people that have a lot of good music a lot of quality mu- music is going to be overlooked just because of the fact that they don't have 50,000 followers you know what i'm mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. or you know what i'm saying it's verified on instagram you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying you feel you feel what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I, I get exactly. what you're saying. So that insecurity in itself is like, all right, cool. Like I know my music is fire, but if I put put it out there, not even that many people is gonna see it. So it's like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I'm not, you know what I'm saying? What's the point of even doing it? And I've I've went through these trials and tribulations as myself. I like I've gone through this, but the same thing I'm saying is though, is like having validating yourself first and foremost is like. When I post this music, I'm not asking for your validation. I don't need you to validate my music because I'm already content with it. You know what I'm saying? I already know, like, my stuff is heat. So if you like it, great. If you don't, that's fine. That's still mm-hmm. fine because I know my music is quality music. I know what it's supposed to represent. And then another thing is also a lot of the stuff is about reference point, right? Um, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I was listening to a Tyler Creator um, interview the other day. Okay. And he was saying it in the, in this sense. He was like, if somebody were to, let's say, Rich the Kid uh, dropped an uh, EP or an album today, right? Mm-hmm. You go on Instagram and you see that in the comments, like, the first 10 comments, everybody's like, trash, 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. And one person's like, bro, I like this. It was kind of decent. Mm-hmm. If you go to your homie's house, right, and he asks you, he's like, bro, did you listen to the Rich the Kid album? I was going to, but everybody said that I'm a trash, bro. Yeah, okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Boom, like, already because of the perception of everybody else, right, what they say about the music is like, all right, cool, like, I'm already, and that's what social media is, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If everybody has an opinion on something, it's like, you like you already going with the flow. You know what I'm saying? So it's all, and it's, it's all about reference point, you know? Yeah. Hmm. See, I feel like the thing about social media is you can curate that reference point yourself. Yeah. Because of, okay, um, like the, the rich, the, like the rich, the kid point. Yeah. I feel like that's because he doesn't make good music. I think that's why they do that for him. No, okay, no, I'm, no, that's, this, that could be any artist, though. That could be any other artist. It could be, like, Giveon or somebody okay, that actually, okay. you know what I'm saying? Someone that makes, makes really good that, music? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That yeah. is that is, And it's all fair. about reference point, though. Yeah. Like, the thing is, music is always going to be about reference point. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be about your experiences. You know what I'm saying? Like, for somebody like me, right, um... A lot of people say Tupac is the greatest, uh, you know, like, you know, rapper to ever live. Right? No, 100%. Listen. That nigga don't mean nothing to me. Exactly. Exactly. Understand though, right? Because about reference point. Yeah. A a guy that lived through that might smack you for saying that. You know what I'm saying? An OD might actually try to choke you up. Because it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, It's all about reference point. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm... 
through being a musician now, I hear music so much differently because I actually play music. I okay. understand the little little nuances of what it is, what chords this person is holding on the keys, what what groove this drummer is doing. I so I, I hear the little nuances that somebody will never so regular listeners will never listen to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that changes my whole reference point. I'm listening to jazz music now because you know of you know just me being close to uh, my mentor L.A. and hearing all these different stuff. So. I'm more inclined to even hear jazz and some chords that they play there and just say, all right, I want to incorporate them, this in my music. Okay, okay. People are Some people are never going to peak that, you know? People are never going to be able to understand that because their reference point is different. There, Some people are used to listening to big 808s, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some people love Young Boy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, So it's all about reference point when it comes to music. It's like, it's no right or wrong. Or like, you can say this, that's trash, but that's just your, that's how you, you feel about it. You think it's trash. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you speaking on oh on the point that I was making for about being able to like change the way people see your music. I feel like that might I might have just unlocked another problem because that's because the point that I was gonna make is well you could just fake it till you make it, where like you could buy the the blue check mark you can pay for your posts to have a lot of likes you pay pay for all these like little little parts to make you seem like the next it rapper right. But the thing is, if your music is not good, people will know that it's not as good as it really should be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, bro. I mean you you'll even know it's like, bro, like, yeah, like I'm 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 a fraud. Like I literally <laughs> like, you know? I'm a fraudulent dude. Yeah, yes. 100%, 100%. I feel that. I feel that I feel that. So when you're listening to um so, because you say you have a lot of uh, you have like a keen ear ear to music, you can dissect it like a lot better than the average person, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I say because yeah, I, 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 yeah, I play music uh, mm-hmm. a lot, so I, I'd be able to say that. That's fair. When you listen to Kendrick Lamar, oh does he actually sound like far better than everybody else? Bro, it's actually crazy that we're talking about this. Okay, because um, prior to this, prior to this year, or like you know, in my past, I really didn't. I didn't buy into the Kendrick Lamar hype. Not in the sense that I didn't respect him as an artist, but I was, he, for, for me, he was just too much. He was too raw. Like, you know what I'm saying? What he's talking about is it's great. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's talking about all the stuff that actually really matters, but it's just all in your face. He's not hiding or holding anything back. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's right up in your face. And that was too much for me being in middle school. You know what I'm saying? Being 14 <laughs> or 15. I'm like, dang, like, bro, I, my girlfriend just broke up with me. I'm just trying to worry about that. I'm going to go turn on some Drake. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And I really love J. Cole because of his ability to storytell. But this past year, I just listened to, to Pimp the Butterfly. I listened to that all the way through. I listened to, um, I literally just listened to it before I got here. Mm-hmm. And I listened to Damn once over again and um, Section 80. So, like, really listen to him, bro. Like, He's an artist. He's a musician. Mm-hmm. He's a musician, he, bro. In every sense, in every sense, you know. Um, on uh, to pimp the butterfly, he had actual jazz musicians. You know, Robert Glasper, Terrace Martin, people that are actually in the industry that's been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Play on his on his on his album. So me listening to that and like hearing the thing that he's talking about, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, what have I been doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like my appreciation and my respect for him. Has grown immensely, but it's like I had to grow. I had to. I had to age. You, you know? weren't ready. I wasn't ready. You're you know ready. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Some of the music you 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 can't actually um, understand it because you haven't lived enough. You haven't experienced enough to actually understand what's going on. You know what mm-hmm. he's actually talking about mm-hmm. to for you to relate with it. Yeah. See, on the point of um, Kendrick, he makes me think of J Cole and then Drake. 
right? Mm-hmm. So as you're saying, um, Kendrick is always talking about things that like super like really matters. Talking about black oppression, da 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 da, on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. In contrast with Drake, that literally only talks about ah, this motherfucker did me bad. I guess oh yeah. my god. Where there's like not really much substance to what Drake is saying. Yeah. And it reminded me of when he was talking about like um. I wanted to be recognized as one of the greatest black artists ever, but it's only artists who don't recognize me as a black person. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's, not that he's disqualified <laughs> from like the conversation when you're trying to compare it with Kendrick, but it would be disingenuous to put these two together when Drake is not talking about the things that aren't socially acceptable to be preaching out to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sense, Drake's music is, like, the, most, is the safest music you can get that anyone can listen to anywhere. Mm-hmm. In comparison to a, to a Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. but J Cole does it perfectly. Yeah. J Cole does it perfectly, where like he goes and he takes all the stuff that Kendrick is talking about, but he says this in a more appeal, not even a more appealing, a more socially acceptable way. Yeah, and that's kind of the reason why, I like, truly yeah. that I am like uh, J Cole because another thing is his voice is not annoying. Kendrick's voice is annoying. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's beyond. Yeah, you're tripping, dude. You're tripping. You're tripping, bro. You're tripping. His voice is a whole other musical instrument. He does that purposely, and he talks about that. So, I... <sighs> Yeah. But, I mean, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, reference point, man. Reference point. You oh, know God. Oh, God. Oh, so, I'm God. not going to be like, bro, you tweaking, bro. His stuff is fire. Like, you tripping, bro. <laughs> no. It's just like, NK has a different opinion from me mm. than me, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's completely fine, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, Another artist that I, uh, like, another point that I want to, like, touch on before we, we move on. Do you know when people were making the bait with Gunna and, and uh, what's, what's his name? The Weeknd? Mm-hmm. How, like, oh, Gunna outsold The Weeknd first week. Gunna's okay. better than The Weeknd. His okay. album was better than The Weeknd. Yeah. And that take burns my soul. Yeah. It, it really burns my soul. Yeah. Because of, you can listen. It was designed to listen to it all the way through. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to listen to Gunna's music... You could only listen to maybe like three songs yeah. in the album for real. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I don't listen to neither artist. You don't listen to neither. How come? Um, do you think you've like went past it? Uh, so like for me, bro, like I'll listen to it. Like okay, if we're at a party, like you turn it on, like yeah, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to listen. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. Like you know, it's just not my cup of tea. It's too simple. It's not even that. It's too simple. It's just like it's just not my cup of tea to really be. Like bumping bun- a gunner like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But hopefully one of these days. And also, it's like I have this thing too, where it's like I like to I like to listen to um, music when everybody else isn't really lis- listening to it, so I can formulate my own opinion of like wh- how I feel about the the album or the the thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm. same with Certified Lover Boy. It's like okay, that came <laughs> out. Everybody, this is crazy. Like the same thing I'm saying, bro. Like everybody knows that CLB dropped, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna post. The, everybody's gonna post the album like we do not know that it just dropped at the same time like, you know and it's like okay dude so it's like the same like I said some people are gonna see on social media that people already posted it they're gonna listen to the first song not listen to the album all the way through copy or like screenshot and then that post the same thing that so you can feel like okay you I'm feel like you're, in a, you're part of a bigger community yeah, I get yeah. it I get it but it's just like that's just never been my cup of tea mm, okay okay Maybe in middle school, but I, huh. I grew out of it. Hopefully, I think. Yeah. That that makes me. Oh, wow. Um, I was talking this. Uh, I was talking about um, that idea with uh, my professor, where I try to make the argument that no one, no one ever has a unique idea. Every idea or every item is a remix of something else. Yeah. 
So no one is actually ever thinking for themselves. All the things that they think is not what they think. It's what another person thought that they're grabbing on and moving with. Mm. What do you, how do you feel on that? Uh, I feel you, but not entirely. Uh, yes, there's nothing that that nothing. There's nothing new under the sun. My uncle told me that uh, when we started, like when I first started making music, he's like, bro. Wait, real quick, real quick. Yeah. I love old folks because saying like that, oh my god, that's yeah. a tough ass. Yeah, there's nothing what? new <laughs> under the sun. But 100 percent is just like, um, and even like, bro, history repeats itself. You know, everything that we're doing is like, you know, somebody's already done it before us. But it's just like, I feel like it's our duty to like obviously have that foundation, right? Even with my music, all the music that I'm doing is like. It comes from African heritage. It comes from R&B and jazz heritage. But it's me now taking the root or the foundation of that, having that as my foundation, and embellishing on that, putting my own spin or how I feel about it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. the, the goal is not to be a copycat here. It's like it's to pay homage, you know, to the people that's, that that originated it because those are the people that are actually the creators that actually did it, okay, you know, okay. way back when, two, 200 years ago, you know, you know, 300 plus years ago. But it's our duty to be innovators of the music, you know. It's is is it's our uh, duty to be innovators of the art, you know. what I'm saying and just push it to a different threshold with basketball, you know. what I'm saying, yes, the crossover is not new, but you see how Kyrie will cross over through the legs, uh, spin around. He's he's innovating, you know, mm-hmm. what's already been there, and he's pushing basketball to a different level, ball handling to a different like you know threshold. Mm. He's pushing the threshold, that, so that's what it is. See, I feel like a part of that is people tend to be disingenuous when it comes... I feel like it's not so much a problem as in uh, music, but um, when people copy other... Actually, you could say the same thing about music. 100%. Yeah, a lot of people don't really add on to things when they make music. They just bite. They, yeah. They, <laughs> I, it's laziness. It's mm-hmm. just, like, purely laziness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's laziness, yeah, and... It's it's more so of a pride thing too, man. Um, I, I've seen that, and with me kind of coming out, like I said, trying to create my own music. This is these are things that I think about. It's like, you know, um, I and I always have the big homies, the people that has helped me get to this point, right? Like, so the people I grew up watching play bass and play drums, I always come and make sure that they come and validate my work first, you know. And the point is to steal and learn from everybody, right? The point mm-hmm. is to learn and absorb as much as you can. Like, literally, my mentor tells me this all the time. He's like, bro, I steal from all of y'all. All <laughs> it's funny, bro. Like, I'll go to a lesson with my mentor or something. We're practicing drums. And he'll be like, what was that little thing that you did the other time? And I'm like, bro, you got all these things. Like, you don't need this. And, but nah, no, he'll, nah, he'll, he'll just, take it from just, me. You know give what I'm it saying? up. Give it up. He'll take it from me, and then he'll add on to it. And that's mm-hmm. the whole purpose of this stuff is just to, like, all be able to soak in from one another, you know, and just, like, you know, just add on and take it to a different level. So. 100%. That's true. That's true. That's true. Wow. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it worries me. It worries me that we might have just got to like the end of music. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? I feel like we're getting close or we're at least like approaching a new. Mm. Mm. Okay. Let me give it a better analogy for it. I feel like kind of like in basketball, um, I feel like the, one of the worst periods of basketball history was when uh, Michael Jordan was in the Wizards. What, what was that, 2000... Probably 2002, 2003 2002, 2003. Yeah. Up to, like, 2006, yeah. 2007. I think that was one of the worst basketball of all time. Yeah. Because they were transitioning on what was important for you to win. And it kind of, like, 
scoring was down, all the stats were down, it was a slower game, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I feel like we're reaching that point in, in music history where, like, we're trying to innovate, but, like, where are we going to go next? And go people next? are having a lot of trouble with it. Because I feel like the this next sound that we're having is, like, the kind of like the Playboy Cardi, like, you know who Yeet? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. That type of music. I feel yeah. like that is what's, like, taking off right now. Yeah. And it doesn't really sound too good for my ear, but... It's, like, the same thing I said, though, was, like, we're never going to be able to win this battle because it's all about reference point. You might say it's getting down, but somebody's, bro, this is the this is it, bro. This is the this best is thing. <laughs> this, is, oh, this is it. Um, I, I will always say, bro, is this, like, for me personally, like, is this, like, my worry is that this, there's so much, there's so much of it, there's so much music, there's so many artists. It's just, like, how many... I just hope that the the ones that are supposed to get appreciated gets you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I just hope the same thing you're saying like actual talented artists that are true to this. That's not just only doing this for for personal. You know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say personal gain because we're all you know we're that's you know, we're the back. But it's like it. you know the people that are really doing this, man. I yeah. just want, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the people that are really putting in hours and hours and dedicating their lives to this craft. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many people in my city in this very city. Like I said, I've already shouted out L. A. Um, you know, you know, Javante Patton, other people that I'm looking up to, you know, people that are really killing and have some really amazing music. Mm-hmm. It's like some of them people are never going to even see some of the start, like the the the, 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 the stardom or as ye or whoever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that, you know, it's just how it works. But I don't know. I just that's the only discontent I'd be having. Like, oh, like, uh, you know, <laughs> with all the with all the different artists. But. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's all about creating. I think there's there's a lot of good music out there. And even there's some people that I'll be listening to that with other new A's that with the 808s or whatever. I can't remember his name, but he I love Playboy Cardi, actually. I really okay. do, low-key. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think about who else I'll be listening to that kind of got that bump to them. The name is not coming up right now, but, you know, there's, I, some, there's some guys out yeah, there. I think it does it does stem from Playboy Cardi. Mm-hmm. That, that's how he changed out. the game, bruh. People hate to admit it, but ah, uh, Lil Uzi, uh, Playboy, Cardi, they they changed the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely, most. I definitely, can have only definitely. so much of that. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotta turn me into some Kirk Franklin, some gospel. <laughs> <laughs> what makes music worth it to you? What makes music worth it to me? Yeah, man, the way how music makes me feel, bro. Mm-hmm. The way how music makes me feel, and just really the fact that. Um, being a church musician, man, there's like there's such an advantage. Um, coming from the black gospel church, there's such an advantage, and the fact like even playing in church music, the reason okay, the reason why I love music is because it makes me feel a certain way, right? And understanding, you know, the the nuances of what I'm doing, and like I can make other people feel the same way that I'm feeling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for elevate and meditate, like a big aspect of it is like I usually play some like soft keys or meditating keys in the background, right? Usually while I'm talking or sometimes I'll go like and play it after the recording. Mm-hmm. It's like some people will come back. It's like, oh, I love like the little music that's in the background. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's amazing, bro. Because like <laughs> when I'm playing, like, no, I want you to feel something. That emo- I'm trying to evoke a certain emotion out of you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? By the, the chords that I'm holding. So like all those little nuances. So the ability that it makes me feel that's a certain way and I can make others kind of feel what I'm doing like it's, it means the world to me bro it's, it, your, it, it's it, your mini it's your mini drug yeah and it, it's a under yeah of course it's an <laughs> indescribable feeling because like if I'm sad what am I gonna go do I'm gonna sit behind a, a keyboard I'm gonna play uh, sit behind a drum and like play it out mm-hmm, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying I could play exactly how I feel 
you know, as you continue growing, you learn new things about that instrument. And we're always like, I'm learning that I'm always going to be a student of music. I'm always going to be a student of drums and keyboard. I'm a student of life. You know, I'm never going to master it. I'm never, or I mean, I'm going to get really good. The hope is to get like really, but you're never a master. You know what I'm saying? You're you can always, always add learning. a little thing to your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Mm-hmm. So understanding that. And my mentor had to tell me that. He was like, bro we're always going to be students of this game. I'm like, bro, so there's not a level where you just, like, you're the best now, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, you know, because we always look at it like that, you know? I, I won the NBA championship. See? You know, it's just like you're going to keep going. See, oh, that's that's such, that's the best part about competing. I'm I'm going to speak on that drug that drug point later, but okay. um, I really, that's one of the things I love about competing. The aspect of beating somebody else yeah. is one of my favorite parts of competing. Of course, And bro. I feel like, we don't, as a society, we don't really look into that as much. Like, for example, Kobe Bryant. Um, one of the reasons, uh, have you you've heard of when he was uh, working out? He saw someone working out, so he just stayed until they left. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's definitely Kobe. <laughs> like, and then they met, and they, they played against each other. And he's like, hey, yo, why were you there for so long? He's like, oh, well, I saw you, and I just wanted to beat you. And it's just, like, little things like that. I feel like people don't, we don't look at it in society the way that we really should. The mm. I think it's called, yeah, the negative muse. Um, people don't really look at it as, like, a proper way to get better. People always say, like, you're supposed to get better for somebody else. But people don't realize the effect it has on yourself mm. when you're just playing to be the best. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, you are looking at, like, wow, I really beat all these people all my my work ethic was greater than all these other people. Mm-hmm. So that's what that is what you're celebrating in a sense. hundred percent. Um, I'm definitely a competitor too. You mm-hmm. know, we you you play basketball with me. Yeah. I'm literally the biggest sore loser. Yeah. I hate losing. <laughs> I, know, I tell people this all the time. I literally hate losing. If I lose, I'm not gonna talk for the whole day. Like I'm gonna be mad and p- pissed off, and like I'm gonna hate my teammates as well. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> no, I think 100%. you're a bad person, bro. I think you're a bad person. <laughs> that's just all. No, I literally just hate losing. And the, going to the competitive aspect, it's like do like throughout. Our whole childhood, like you've seen us play A, you've seen. Mm-hmm. I've always been a competitor, you know what I'm saying? Because I've I feel like I've never had handouts growing up, you know. Um, and it just alludes back to like my ambition, seeing my mom grind so hard, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You never want to be second place. And right now, where I'm at, I'm looking more so less of competing with other people, mm-hmm. with like other musicians or other podcasts or whatever. It's like I'm not trying to be better than the the the, the dojo podcast or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not my primary goal. It's like I'm looking at myself, you know, mm-hmm. how can I better Joe Mason every day? Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. Joe Mason is not perfect. I know that Joe Mason has a lot of, of things that he's struggling with, you know, like, you know, certain things that he needs to work on. So it's like I'm working on bettering, some, like, bettering myself every day, being better, you know, and competing against myself. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds super cliche. When I used to hear that, I'm like, bro, shut up. Like, you sound <laughs> stupid. But no, 100%. It's like you know you procrastinate. You know that your sleep schedule is messed up. You know you're not eating on time. It's like all those other things you know you got to fix, you know. You have insecurity issues. Those are things that you got to work on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like it's more so of you looking in the mirror and having to compete with yourself because at the end of the day, it is a competition outside in the real world. There are other people that are going to come for your spot. So it's like you you have to know within yourself that you're the best. You know Mm -hmm, what I'm saying? mm -hmm. You have to think about it. 
arrogantly, my bro, my mentor be dropping gems on me, bro. He's like, bro, when you walk into the room, you have to literally say, bro, I'm the best, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to tell everybody. You don't got to scream it. But you got to know, like, bro, I'm deep, actually the... Deep and down. Bro, yeah, deep like, down. bro, for real, I'm killing on... Bro, I'm killing... I'm a killing musician, <laughs> bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you got to know that. And you just got to walk like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm, I, people will never even know that I'm thinking like that because I'm still humble. I'm still going to shake everybody's hand. I'm oh, still going to be cool with everybody course, else. You know course. what I'm saying? Because it's not about, my, my beef is not with you. It's like, you know, it's my competition is myself, like I said. So, of course. Understanding that is going to take you so far. See, I think. Oh, that's why I love, like, when kids are playing sports and I detest when it's like everybody's a winner. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, my, that, it's going to be harmful in the, in the long run. Bro, because he's going to slap them in the face. Like, bro. Because, like, you won't know when you are in need to compete for this position, for this thing. Bro, even being black. I mean, honestly, I think, honestly, for us, that's what made it even more scary. Because, like, bro, like, my my parents would have conversations with me, like, all the time. It's like, you know they're going to try to pick that that white kid over you, though, right? You know what I'm saying? You Mm -hmm. know they're going to pick that other kid Two times the work for half the recognition. Bro, like, and I was like, bro, like, come on, like. But why? I, I used to be like, why? You know what I'm saying? Why are you even telling me this? Like, this is so bogus right now. Like, hey, mom, like, I have to work. Like, no, but, bro, they were not lying. And them telling me that at a, at a young age, it's like, okay, now I'm in college. I'm seeing it a little bit more. And now I already know, like, okay, naturally, I always have to be on my... And it works out because I'm already a competitor anyways. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like, you know, but, bro, like, yeah, you got to be real. Like, come on, guys. I mean, maybe social media be lying to y'all. Like, you know, oh, yeah, it's all, like, it's all peaceful and love, but... Bro, it's just... It's, yeah. You will lose that job because the person that you're working with is working harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they don't even be working harder, bro. <laughs> really? Because one of the things I always tell people, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Oh, my God. So, so you have to be so good that you're greater than the net than that valid than that a recognition that they're getting from these other people that hey, you didn't even know existed call me salty but champlin basketball <laughs> champlin basketball taught me that at a very early age in seventh grade they put me on b team when i knew i was busting dudes on a team's booty so hey and what i used to do though check me out though and i'm pretty sure you remember this i used to go i used to stay after my basketball practice on b team and i I'd practice with a team I would stay and play defense the whole time, and I'd give Joshua Strong hell. I'd give Luke Schaefer hell, and they can all hear this right now, you know, 100%. But that just goes to show my competitiveness, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, y'all think y'all can put me on B team? That's fine. You don't need to let, see me. You let me, let me will practice, need to know. Coach. Let me practice, Coach. Please, Coach Russ, please let me practice. What's the, bro, it's raps. I'm ra- raps, bro. Yeah, raps. No, 100%. But that's just how it is, dude. That's how it is. Uh, uh, see, there's, there's such pride that comes from... Holding in your heart that you're one that you are the best, and knowing that your work ethic is the reason that you feel it. It's not just this fake boastfulness that you're having because you know that you put in all this work mm-hmm. to be where you at. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's such oh, it's such a validating it's a gra- feel. It's a gratifying feeling. Though. Oh, of it's course, a gratifying of feeling course. that you didn't you didn't cheat your way that somebody didn't put you on. You know what I'm saying? You know, is is bro. And for me, bro. The way how I see everything that's going on with my life right now, bro, with the music, with the people that I've been able to meet and play with, mm-hmm. um, it's all the work of God, bro. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't even be trying to take credit at this point, bro, because some of the stuff, some of the connections that I've made, being able to play with dudes like David Smith, being able to play with dudes like L.A. Buckner, um, have my school invite me back to do a concert. Bro, it's like all, all the work of God, bro. You know, mm-hmm. have a podcast, have my band, about to drop my music. All that stuff is a work of God. So I'm never going to be the dude about, oh, bro, like I'm doing it all by myself, you know. Nah, bro, it's like a stronger force that's really, that's helping me, a spiritual force that's really 
pushing me, bro, and that's mm-hmm. God, bro. Mm-hmm. So, but speaking on the on the aspect of working hard, when do you give up? You don't. <laughs> you don't really. Okay. You don't. Okay. Um, is it um you work how I see it now, and this is also like alluding back to the whole college thing we're talking about, bro. It's like you put in the work now, bro. So it's like you can reap the benefits later. Literally, like you work so hard while you're still young and your body can still uh, endure all the all the the the, the uh, you know the burning that you're putting it through and all that hard stuff that you're putting it through. So that you know when you're forty or you're thirty five or whatever, it's like you can relax. Same thing. Same thing with investing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you do all the investing now. You invest so, yourself all yeah. this time so you can sleep. so you can sit, bro. Because like you do not want to be. 50 still bro work what yeah bro okay, you want to retire bro. early so. okay bro. it's an investment bro you got to invest that time you know when you're not going to the parties mm-hmm. when you're not hanging out with this shorty that looking kind of fine today but like you know bro it's like i just want to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm more content with that bro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh this is probably gonna be the last points that we're speaking on um what was what do you think one was the main points of the podcast that you you released on your own um yes was it yesterday that you dropped Yesterday, yes. Um, yesterday I dropped the Love and Relationship episode okay. on Elevate and Meditate podcast. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes, yes. So one of the biggest points that we talked about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of the biggest points, I love that episode. That's actually one of my favorite episodes I've done so far. Um, but I think we talked about status. We talked about status, social media. How is that, how is that impacted? Has that ruined relationships, you know, was the question. And we talked about how our childhood actually affects the way that we love today. So two, I gave you a two answer, but like we talked about status and it's like, okay, do you feel like status has uh, ruined relationships in the day? Like, okay, so you go on social media, like you might see this person, like they in your inbox or whatever. And this is from the girl's perspective. Like, you know, you see this guy in your inbox or whatever, he hitting you up, but he only got like, you know, maybe like 75 likes per photo, da, 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 da. Is you are you still like you know what I'm saying? And then a girl said she's like, ah, oh, nah, like if he if like she's like, well, if he ugly, like I'm passing him up or whatever. Like you know, it don't matter how many mm-hmm. what. And I was like, okay, so if he's verified on Instagram, he got forty one point six k. Like he in your inbox, you you shutting him off. He was, she was like, nah, like. And I was like, what's changed? And she was like, I don't know. Like I'm like, okay, so that was one point though. So I'm not gonna say that's true for every girl. I'm not generalizing it, but it just talks about how social media has really changed the way we look at love and how dating is, you know, with people leaving you on deliver for six days and that being a norm and just all these other things. So I really like that. And I really like when we talked about our childhood too, like how's that impacted the way we love? Because, you know, seeing your parents, if you, if you had, if you're fortunate enough to have two parents in the home and you saw their interactions, that's definitely probably had an impact on the way you look at love and how you love other people, you know, in this day and age too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we, we, it, it's deep, bro. It's, it, but it's really amazing. Y'all should all go check it out. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, the reason why I bring it up with the the point on status, um, I feel like we have been spoiled okay. with with social media, yeah. where everyone's a little mini celebrity, mm. and <laughs> people are celebrities that don't do anything. Mm, let's so, talk about that. So, let's talk about that. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest problems that I feel that has come with social media is because when you're famous, people they're not famous because they're famous. They're famous because they do something that led to them being famous. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But now that literally anybody is like has like this motherfucker that goes here. Mm-hmm. Shorty has like how much followers have? I think she has like twenty five k, and she like just goes to school. Comes home, goes to work. Yeah. 
it's just just her day. It's just her day. And I feel like... Oh, yes, let me get back to the point that I was saying. Where regular people are just becoming these these celebrities, it skews the way that they see themselves and other people mm. because now they feel like the only people that they can mess with now is people are people that, that's on that level. That already, and that's another thing we talked about in the podcast is like, okay... If you have 41.5K or whatever, are you going to mess with somebody that only has 2K? You know, and uh, uh, one of my one of my close friends, Kiera, said this. She's like, you see this with relationships, like, even as celebrities. Cardi B is dating who? Offset. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, she said, mm-hmm. besides the exception of LeBron James and his high school, uh, you know, girlfriend or high, high school sweetheart, everybody else is dating people that's on that same status with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was just looking at OBJ and Lolo Woods today because I didn't know who that was, but... 1.7 million, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, that's become the formality, that's become the normal within oh, society today. I feel like, see, the problem why they don't really go for regular people is because of like, I'm, if you, okay, okay, um, let's say, okay, let's say, if a if I was like, let's say I'm famous, right, right? and a girl, and everybody, my, my like, surname is Sensei, right, that's mm-hmm. what everybody calls me, and they're calling me sensei, and the, the girls call me sensei. I already know that I'm higher than you because you see me as a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I must look at you as a fan. Mm. So, me, this interaction already has a huge power dynamic. That's not something that's like, um, it's not something like money. It's a thing that's like just status. Mm. And the difference between money and status is with money, it makes sense because you could like buy things that create this life for both of you. Mm-hmm. For both of y'all are both doing something for this relationship to work. Right. But if it's just status, you're seeing me as a god. Because, oh, another point that I was making with one of my friends is celebrities don't exist. Celebrities aren't actual people. Mm-hmm. They're just ideas that we've all came together all and created. Bro, I'd never underst- I've never understood celebrity worship. And we I was talking about this the other day because it's like, when you think about it, bro, this is literally another human. Human is another hell. Human, being. human is another hell. Human. And, bro, we we do this. Us, mm-hmm. the people, we literally do this. We make, we put these people on such a high pedestal, you know what I'm saying? And to the point where their heads literally get inflated and it's like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm above all other people. And it's just like, it's just a power ego driven thing, bro. But the thing is, if they don't, they're not maximizing the bag that they can create from that. 100%. But I feel like it all just really lies with, with your heart at the end of the day, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It lies with who you are, bro. I'm going to allude once again to my my, my mentor, L.A. Buckner, bro. Like, one of the, like, arguably to me, one of the best musicians in, in the city, like, hands down, no doubt. But the way how he treats people, the way how he interacts with people, bro, you would never know that he's done all these things that he's played at Soundset and he's played for all these different artists and he knows all these different artists. It's like, he walks around humble as he can be, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what it's really about, Um it's all about just loving one another, you know. That's something that's that's missing within our society today. It's like the love is not there. So it's like, you know, we become selfish and we think that we're better than others. But at the end of the, the, end of the day, we're literally all humans, bro. We're all here, you know, for one purpose. We're all going to die one day and that name is not going to really matter. I mean, I mean, maybe for people like Kobe Bryant, like that your name is hope. The, the, the hope is that your name can still live on. Your legacy can still live on. But it's really not about it's not about that, bro. It's not about, you know, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Welp, we've got to the the segments of our episode, Wish I Had a Sensei, where our guest goes and gives advice 
to someone that's listening, could be younger, could be older, could be the same age that they wish that they had growing up as well. Okay. Take it away. This is this is hard. I got to pick one. Um, I'll say this. Um, you got to validate yourself before. You got to validate yourself so that other people, other people validating you doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've definitely, we, we all, in a sense, I feel like we all struggle with validation, right? We all want to be loved. We all want to be validated by people. With social media, just on your like button, you know what I'm saying? We all want people to like what we're doing and accept us, but you have to really look down at deep and see if that, if you do, you really love yourself or do you really validate yourself? You know what I'm saying? Are you good enough to yourself before you can be good enough for anybody else? So with whatever that you're doing, whether it's music, whether it's art, whatever, whatever you're doing, what, just make sure that you love yourself and that you valid, validate yourself. And you know what I'm saying? I think you'll be on the, on the right path. You know what I'm saying? And I love everybody. I love all of you guys. The love of and course, gratitude. Of course, um, I'm of Joe course. Mason. I'm so honored to be on this podcast. Brother, I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, bringing me on once again, man. Course, I appreciate of it. Of course. All right, my boy. Yes, sir. 100%. Appreciate you for pulling up. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Make sure y'all leave a like, subscribe, and keep an eye out for a sponsorship that's on the way. This is great. And we out you.